What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Hello and welcome back to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Post Thanksgiving, that's what's couple up. pounds heavier, <laughs> but still as happy as ever. <laughs> happier, happier. I'm happier because I just last night finished uh, the last piece of pumpkin pie. Ah, uh, mm. did you know I don't eat pie? I think it I is, think it's it's been brought up. It's been a while since yeah. you've expressed your disgust. I well, I, here's the thing. I love that other people love pie. Okay, right? Yeah. Because if other people love pie, then that leaves the dessert I do love available to there me. There you go. So, but, so none like a chocolate pie. Definitely not. I love chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. See, that's actually my least favorite. Oh, man. We, it was on our family meals for a long time, and I'm just like, I'm done with it. Can like, we not? Can anymore? we not? <laughs> can we make this a broccoli, cheddar, <laughs> chicken? I love chicken pot pie, and pie. I love shepherd's pie. I love I can actually both. do shepherd's pie more, and I know that grosses a lot of people out. Terry right. hates it. <laughs> like, there are a lot of people who, that one feels more like a casserole to them or something. Yeah. But I love it, and I didn't even really start eating it until... Uh, my husband made it for me, but I love it. Shout out to Andy Scott's Shepherd's Pie. It's hitting me that we could probably talk about pie for the next half hour if we really wanted to. We could maybe, even if we didn't want to, we, we would just keep going and yeah. talk about all of the pie. But yeah, so post You couldn't talk about pie. We could talk about desserts maybe. It would, it would just food in general. Food, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Something with cheese on it. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we had a. You, it just hits you. I've got to segue this into something meaningful. Thanksgiving, a great Thanksgiving. This is me closing my eyes and saying, "What do I do now?" Right. No. So we did. We had a great Thanksgiving. We took a, a week off from the podcast. We definitely could have done a podcast on your message from the table. It was awesome. I loved it. I appreciated it. But it wasn't I, recorded. Yeah, I didn't so. think about. Um, I don't know. A lot of times, I. I I do think about like how will this be received, but you never know just like as a teacher, as a pastor, like what's like going to click and like what's going to hit in the right moments. And, yeah. and that, you know, just based on the response, it, you know, that cause it's so easy to just get caught up. And I Absolutely. talked about just moving from a consumer mentality really to just being a Christ shaped, you know, family, yeah. you know, a Christ shaped, um, you know, culture here. Uh, yeah. you know, it was so. great. And you, hooked all of us up with sermon notes it was awesome yeah i don't do that i wish i had time if somebody wants to like help do like little handouts right if you're looking for a way to serve and what you love is graphic design or word processing then sermon notes. there's a place for you (laughs) there's a place for you at fathom church but yeah so we're back after a break started our advent series our advent season Oh, it's the best time of the year. It's I say that so many times. To a <laughs> You're welcome, Fathom Beyond Sunday listeners. Cue little bells in the background. That's our producer. And a, and a sleigh. And a sleigh. <laughs> a reindeer coming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like a little ho, ho, ho. Right. Yeah. Just uh, the works. All of it. Every All single right, bit we'll of it. We'll save some of that for All Hallmark right, movies. For, for later on. Yeah. Um, 
but just I it is it's the best time of the year I just love it so much and then I say that again when we do like 21 days of prayer and fasting like oh it's the best time of the year and then I say it again at Easter because right. it really is the best time yeah. of the year so um don't think that I'm being disingenuous I just have a lot of favorite times of the year Me too I say that um, about every scripture I preach I realize I'm like this is one of my favorite scriptures 52 weeks a year <laughs> right? every year it's different you know so yeah. Just do it. I just love the word of God. It's um, alive and active and, and, and powerful in our life. So Yeah. I actually got a little bit of feedback from one of our uh, Beyond Sunday listeners awesome. and uh, somebody fr- who was listening to the message post Sunday. So they weren't in the yeah. house on Sunday, but were listening to it later and said, I had no idea how much he like was into home alone. I did not realize that pastor Kyle was into home alone. And now like they're like, that could have been a talking point in the past for me. Like I totally like this would be a conversation we could have for a long time. So yeah, you want (laughs) to relive your home alone, uh, story. As much as I love it. Um, (laughs) Lee Trevino loves it way more. Like he is, um, just, obsessed with the movie. So that was news to me on Sunday when you were preaching and you said that. So literally on Monday, I started um, sending him and his wife memes, home alone memes. But yeah, so. Um, Yeah, it's, um, it's a family favorite for us. um, Of course, it's, it's, it's been cute for years listening to our daughter, uh, Elisha, who's five now, even when she was like three, just calling people, you filthy animal and, and stuff. It, we just, uh, it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic. I grew up on it and, um, I've heard there's a new one. I've heard it's garbage. I have no intention to watch mm-hmm. it. If it know. doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in it, yeah, not, I don't need it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So. But yeah, but that's actually where I started this weekend is just talking, um, home alone and how, um, the beginning of that movie, Kevin is, you know, just in a house full of people, you know, his family, uh, the, the most wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very stressful environment because everybody's opinions and thoughts. And he's an eight-year-old who's just kind of lost in the, uh, before he's lost in New York, he's lost in his own home. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And just feeling alone, like nobody gets him. And um, it, it really um, presenting and leading up to, Advent series to talk about Emmanuel, you know, God with us, who, who's come, um, Christ Jesus. And, and that was the name that, that the angel spoke to, to Joseph and, and really saying that this is what people will call him, that he'll be called Emmanuel in, in fulfillment of prophecy. And, and um, so, yeah, so it just kind of opened up a conversation on loneliness. And that's what I'm going to be doing over the series is just dealing with some larger societal issues that Jesus is the answer for, you know, as we're wondering how do we move past from here. And, and as much as there's society issues, um, it's like Christian issues too. Absolutely. Like, um, because, it, you know, so much of that, um, we can find ourselves caught up just as much as we can in consumerism. We can find ourselves with these same issues that we see throughout the world. And um, that's not God's heart. God, right. you know, God, Jesus is the answer um, for our, our loneliness, and, and the church should be an answer to that. And that's great news. Like it It's is, such yeah. good news for all the people, as the angel said. Right. That, that he, it's good news for everybody that um, there's an answer. There's yeah. an answer for our loneliness. You shared some really, I mean, really, the, the only way to, to say it is like shocking statistics, some staggering statistics about 
loneliness in our country and our world, like globally, what loneliness, the impact it has and, and how prevalent it is. I mean, I think that you called it a pandemic level, right? This yeah. pandemic level proportion of loneliness and people that not only so what I wrote down was that you said 36% of adults confess to feeling lonely all or most of the time. It's insane, isn't it? All or most of the time, not like a one-off like, Oh, I'm bored and I'm lonely or, Oh, I don't have anybody to share this one, you know, Oh, all my friends are at work and I don't have anybody to share this one low point or this one really high point with. But 36%, so one in three adults say that they feel lonely all or most of the time. Yeah, I mean, this comes from a Harvard Graduate School of Education, you know, study that I'm, I'm referring to here. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just read it. 36% of adults admit to having frequent feelings of loneliness or almost all of the time. And so for me, I actually begin to process that. So that means people who feel it sometimes is probably in the majority of mm -hmm. people who feel right. it sometimes. Right. Um, but it's 61% of young adults, 18 to 25, 61%. I mean, we could start to surmise why young adults feel this so intensely. Um, it's 51% of mothers with young children. Mm -hmm. That one was not surprising. But neither all. the young ad adults or... The young uh, mothers with, with young children were surprising to me at all. No, and even though there's so much larger percentage of those populations, right? Even though there's such a larger percentage of those people groups, that is not as surprising as this idea of all adults, yeah. right? Like we think of an adult as this like person who's adjusted. I don't, even though they're legally 18 to 25 year olds are mm. legally adults, I know what I was at 18 to 25. Lost think, in the sauce, yeah. <laughs> I don't think of myself, I mean, your brain isn't done developing yeah, yet. Yeah. You mean you're just not. Mm -hmm. So I don't think of that as this, oh, well, yeah, what you, what you are at 18 to 25 is what you're always going to be by no means, right? You're still so pliable um, regardless of your relationship with Jesus. You're still so pliable at this 18 to 25. My my loneliest time in my life was in that, you know, early, right after high school. I mean, particularly, I mean, I, I went off to college far away. So mm -hmm. all of friends that I grew up with, close friendships, <clears throat> nowhere near me. Right. <clears throat> Parents, <clears throat> nowhere near me, nine hours away or seven and a half hours away if you drive like me. <laughs> um, so That's a different podcast. Different podcast. <laughs> um, we, were, we were driving... <laughs> back from Thanksgiving or no, maybe on the way there, Taryn just loved this moment because I was driving, you know, a few miles over the speed limit and <laughs> Camden says something from the back seat to the effect of, Hey dad, what's, what's the speed limit right here? <laughs> Cause I was not going it, whatever it was. I don't he know. He just could feel it. Oh, and he Taryn just lost her mind laughing just cause it was a roast. It was just a roasting moment. And she, <laughs> she couldn't pull it together for like five minutes. She just kept laughing that Camden called me out from the, the back best seat. Because he was just a question. Oh yeah. He didn't say. He, he could see the hey, speedometer dad. and he's like, <laughs> he's what's eight the years old. What's the speed limit here? Oh yeah. 
Well, I'm going off topic, but so the young adults thing, I mean, I, I lived that, um, mothers with young children, you've lived lived that. that. Yeah. Lonely time. Oh, absolutely. It was. So, um, both of my children, uh, I was working full time while I was pregnant with them. So I went from being surrounded, you know, textbook extrovert surrounded by people, serving people, doing, you know, checking off all of these boxes and being um, needed by, you know, like <laughs> all of the world, I felt mm-hmm. like, right? My my little world. Yeah. Um, to at home with this, you know, nursing baby and golden girls on the television. Yeah. Like that's with my firstborn anyway. Um, so it was, it, I went from... Reruns, not new ones, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just for I'm, those that have never seen you in a video <laughs> podcast here, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so reruns of uh, the Golden Girls on Lifetime or who knows what uh, satellite television. Um, that will date you if I say satellite yeah. TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'll tell you how old my first Speaking of is. birds and roasts, like <laughs> right. the Golden Girls, has quite a few of those. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, so I just was, you know, that I was connecting with my child, um, you know, but my husband went back to work and I'm at home with him and not feeling like I can really get much of anything accomplished, not feeling like I can host visitors. That's a real, like, that's, you just don't feel like you can be a, yeah. a hostess or anything. Yeah, I guess you could come over, but I don't, know what you're going to see around here. You know, it was, it was, it was not that, not that it was, um, anyone's intention, you know, and I still have close friends, but like one of, one of my very best friends in the entire world, she's my longest, um, consistent friendship. She and I had babies, our first children, six months apart. And, I mean, even the two of us as close as we had been and as close as we still are, there was like this vacuum Mm. of communication where even though we were in the same position and dealing with this same stuff, like she was working, I was working, we had these little babies, like all of these things. We just, there was just this vacuum of time where we didn't even, we still thought we were alone, even though we were both going through the same thing. Yeah. This is going to be a longer podcast because I just, I want to talk a lot. Yeah. I want to talk this out because it's, it's sobering to mm-hmm. really think about. Um, and I think also comforting to think about because, you know, I don't know who said it, but most comforting words, you know, words in the world are me too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know that's the, the most comforting, but you know, the, the, the phrase, you know, resounds nonetheless. Um, because we've all felt that. And right. I think it has us looking at people very differently, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like just the awareness of, of this societal problem that it's doesn't get talked about a lot. Right. You know, frankly, I mean, I, I think a little bit more in the past year and a half, it's been talked about right. and it's, you know, moved things up, which the data is like 43% of those young adults say that there's an increase. So it's gotten even worse um, with, uh, since the start of the pandemic and everybody's looking and longing and, and there's a desire for relationships. Um, but still so many feeling alone, um, that it has, I mean, every young mom, like I, if they're lonely or not, I'm going to assume they're lonely. Yeah. 
you know, and be whatever kind of support I can to just speak life and encouragement. Like any young moms with young children um, that you know or you are that, um, don't don't take offense to that even. Right. But, but um, realize that you, there's it's a reality um, in many ways, and, and we, we don't have to dive into that too deeply. I lived with um, a mom with young children mm-hmm. and I saw her face this, you know, right. in deep ways, which I think has really allowed me to have compassion for, um, mothers with young children, right. you know, and to, to be able to speak words of encouragement on how you do have to be intentional. You, you've got to be really mindful if you're a spouse of a mom with young children, mm-hmm. if you're a parent of a young adult, like what can you do to, um, you know, speak life and, and, you know, bring connection there. Um, but also again, make, like I, you know, talked about on Sunday, making a choice to kind of leave the fields of isolation, if you will, um, to move towards Emmanuel and towards his, his people. Well, and I think there's something too, not just for those moms with young kids and not just for our, you know, maybe increasingly online world like our young people who are in this increasing world of their connection is through the internet their their relationships that they're making and connections that they're finding the way that they're finding people who have something in common with them is is through the internet like that muscle of moving out of isolation and into the withness of people like being with people that muscle atrophies quicker than you think it sure does and and then there's so much grasping for hope and connection i mean i don't think i talked to i mean there's a bunch of things that did not make it in the message but that are in my notes but um i had it in my notes just of how many times like since i've been back on social media i just see these cries for help Mm -hmm. uh cries for connection you know, uh, people say, Hey, you want to do lunch? Like anybody want to do lunch? Any, anybody, <laughs> right? Like, anybody. And then, you know, there might be one person that says, I wish I could. Yeah. Right. And it's like, Oh, like just, if you really think about that, right. That's happening every day. And that's just one person who posted online, not to mention like some that are, you know, larger cries for help of, you know, yeah. that you see, it's just, you know, provocative pictures. That's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm just not just wanting attention, but there's actually a longing for connection right. there Absolutely. and love and love there. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've literally, I mean, I have a, a, a dear friend who recently posted, he's been through all kinds of trauma, very difficult health challenges, um, relational thing, like physical things that he's gone through and just, he, he just got so vulnerable online, and I was really proud of him because it was a moment he needed to because of where he was. Just said, hey, I, I need you. I have friends out there, and I need you to show up. And, and people have showed up for that's him. Awesome. And I'm yeah. really proud of him, and I think that's even an example. Absolutely. No matter what you've gone through, no matter where you're at, you can reach out. Like, you can mm-hmm. reach out, um, and, and there are people. Yeah. The body of Christ is here to, to love you and to serve you and to wrap their arms around you and and, um, but it, it's not always, um, like we think or when we think. Um, and so we've got to keep at it, yeah. you know, keep at it. When I think there is, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like that there is this more of an expectation on 
women to do that and mm-hmm. that to be to for them to feel comfortable to do that yeah. that like hey you can just do that yeah you're social and, people right like you you all are are meant for this is how you were created right to to do things in to, groups yeah. and to you know to kind of care for yeah. right care and and do that so if you need something you you can reach out um and i don't know that that i mean i'm proud of your friend that i don't know mm-hmm. because that doesn't feel like the atmosphere we have for men, mm-hmm. uh, either in in the online world, right, this social media type world, or in real life, like face to face at all, it doesn't feel like the the same climate for men to be able to tell people they need you to show up. Yeah, at the, at the end of the day, it's a pride thing. It's a pride thing that will keep us in isolation, yeah. which is the first sin. It'll be mm-hmm. the last sin. Right. Uh, I say it all the time. Um, and, but it, it's, it's an important one, um, that we have to, you know, crucify daily, you know, um, in order and and just realize like, no, it's because you're human. This is the way God has created you that you are not okay to be by yourself, you know, trying to do the Christian life. That is, you know, that is not God's plan. And so it doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. And there's such beauty in it. And and I remember when we moved from Georgia, we moved down here to, to plant the church. And we had hundreds of people, literally hundreds of people who said, hey, we're, we're behind you. We were traveling at different churches and all kinds of different things. I said, hey, if you ever need anything, mm-hmm. just reach out. Like how many times have we heard something like that? Whatever. We've heard, we've all heard that maybe once or twice or maybe many times. Mm-hmm. We heard it hundreds of times, and we got down here and we needed things, and we were lonely. Yeah, and we just waited for someone to reach out, waited for somebody to reach out, and you know that feels even harder. You know, and, and I think there can even be resentment inside of people. I I've felt this before. Others have felt this before resentment like you said you care but then you you never called again right you know and we put it all on them right right and maybe in a few of those situations those relationships there is woundedness there because there is an expectation that there would be a a, a harder you know a deeper try mm-hmm. a, a deeper attempt and there there's some blame to be owned there on that side follow up or something yeah um but all the blame can't be there the phone works both ways. The the street works bo- both ways. The internet works both ways. Right. And so we've got to own our part in that. And that was a major breakthrough for Taryn and I. When we, and I, we, uh, I alluded to this briefly Sunday. That was a major breakthrough for, for her. It was a major breakthrough for me. When we just were able to type out, hey, I need to talk. Yeah. We really need you. Like this relationship is a gift to us. And man has, you know, God just taught us so much through that. And, you know, is, is it still hard sometimes if I'm, you know, in a particular day that I just I don't feel heard, I don't feel understood, you know, I feel like I'm alone and whatever I'm doing. Am I, am I alone? No. Yeah. But I can feel like that and I can give into those feelings for a few hours. Right. Or for a day or for a couple of days. Right. Right. Even if it's not even a reality. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think... And not sometimes, all the time, I think that's where we got to run to Emmanuel. <laughs> like, no, 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 that's a lie. And that's why I push so much on, right, lingering in the word of God and his mm-hmm. presence and 
hearing the truth of what God has to say about us. That's right. That that's going to just push out all those lies. Well, and I love that you said hearing what God has to say about us, because that's what it is. It's yeah. what God says about us and like this we and yeah. not about what God says about Kyle or Christina. Yeah. Uh, it really is a we. Yeah. One of one of our so friends of the <laughs> friends of the Fathom fam, Todd Corpy, shared this thing on social media that I had to pull up. And it says, um, Jesus teaches us to pray our father, yeah. not my father. Yeah. And like this this idea that Jesus is our personal savior not being found in holy scripture mm -hmm. like this is something that we have said and it, it is yeah. true but it's not somewhere individual like he is your individual savior mm -hmm. it is this he is savior he is collective savior and we are meant to linger in the word together yeah we are meant to linger in the word it's not just what it says about me it's what it says about us and we've talked about this before about viewing people through the lens of the bible you begin to look at humanity in a completely different way yeah um and i think too looking at it from all these different perspectives right not just looking at it from a you know the, just the value of humanity but looking at it from like oh i'm not the only one who feels loneliness it's not just someone else saying me too and that's comforting Jesus says that mm -hmm. in our yeah. scripture, he goes to a desolate place, right? He goes and he communes with the father and he is alone. And there's this time where he's like, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. God, right? He, he feels alone. Like if Jesus is saying me too, to us, then I think that can change the lens entirely. Yeah. We are never alone. Yeah. Yeah. We are never alone if Jesus is saying me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was a whole other thing that was in my notes um, is just that I, I feel like I had time to get into, but is quite deep and rich that is worthwhile to get into um, of just all that Christ did to, to feel and to know mm. all that we go through. Right. Um, what a gift, you know, that... Our God, I mean, there's no no other false God that's ever been created or imagined up in all the history of the world um, or worshipped, lowercase g, mm -hmm. that is one who came to earth to feel and to die and to, to get tired and to be, to feel abandoned and right. to feel lonely. Um, to be hungry and to, to be, be thirsty. All, all of the above, yeah. Um, and what a gift. And so as we pray, we don't pray to a God who does not understand, the scriptures right. say, but a, a God who who does. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that, it actually made me think about um, one of the things that you mentioned again. You've mentioned it a few times lately, and I don't know if it's been in podcasts that I've been listening to or if it's been in messages or even um, just around the table at staff meetings, but I feel like I've heard it multiple times, and so we're going to reference it here in Beyond Sunday. Um, but it's this idea of how many hours it takes to make a yeah. good friend, to feel close to a good friend. And you said, what is it, like two yeah, 200, 200 plus. Hours, yeah, around 200 right? hours. And so that idea of it it takes around 200 hours to make a good uh, make this close friend. 
when you were talking about it on Sunday instantly, like I wrote down, I was like, how long then does it take for us to be that close with God, mm-hmm. with Jesus? Like yes. if we are, if that is our first mm. friend and our best friend, right, then yeah. what does that look like? And is it faster in some cases? Is it slower in some cases? Like all of those things with like, we have to come out of even just our personal isolation and into relationship with him. We have to be willing to hear from him and to talk to him and to interact with him. And like those hours, right? Like we have to put the time in because we're not going to have this friendly personal relationship. It's going, it's always going to feel like an acquaintanceship with God if we're not putting the time in. Yeah. Um, but he put the time in, right? He put the time in and wants that. Yeah. I I'd, I'd quoted one of my friends who said community is not found, it's forged, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I don't know who he stole that from, but, um, or maybe that's his, but um, it's a good one that it's just, it's something that you have to continue to, you know, press in and, um, and be intentional about, you know, and, it, and like you said, put the time in. Right. Yeah. Right. And then like, one of the questions that I wrote down, um, cause you talked a little bit about moving out of the awkwardness. Um, and even we've, I guess, alluded to it a little bit here of like reaching out to people and Hey, like hoping they don't, you know, hoping there's not this rejection or this weird kind of like, Hey, I I'm putting something on you. That's not really there. Like, like, you know what I mean? Those kinds of things, this weird, uh, reaching out to people, whether you're the one who is feeling lonely or you think they might be the one feeling lonely. And I just, I wrote down, you know, what really, when you sit and think about it, if you really actually ponder it, which thing is worse, the possibility of awkwardness or rejection or knowing someone is lonely and we're not reaching out, Hmm. right? Knowing that someone is hurting and we could have any impact on that, right? We could take any bit of that away yeah. by just reaching out and saying, hey, I've been thinking about you. Yeah. Or, hey, can, what, what can I pray for you about today? Yeah. Um, this idea that our, if we're putting others first, right? Or if we're, the, that last shall be first and the first shall be last. If we're putting others ahead of ourselves, what is more important this possibility of awkwardness or rejection, like this possibility that we would get, um, you know, that we wouldn't get a response or this possibility that somebody would say, no, I'm good. (laughs) Is that worse than the idea that we could change someone else's day? We could, we could shift, we could be that pivot in someone's day that could then change their week. Yeah. You know, that could change a month. I don't know. Yeah. We've, we've talked about just like, uh, listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And um, I think it's not like always, it doesn't even always have to be like a super spiritual, like, hey, God put you in my mind and praying for you, which right. we, you know, we'll, we'll send those texts and make those calls. When that's and true. That. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But it's like, hey, you're just on my mind. How are you? You know, and many times the response to that is, an open door. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, Hey, you're in my mind today. How are you? It, it just, it matters. It really matters. It's moving when someone has thought of you. Like it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to make it, you know, overly spiritual. I feel like you got to force, like use God's name in vain, right. essentially like God, to, you know, 
right showed me like if he showed you cool but like it's okay to just be like no you're on my mind and that right. opens the door how are you and it's so amazing that just opens a door for connection and um I think that's really where we can get better um, as a church, as a community, as individuals, um, is recognizing, like opening the door and walking through the doors um, of connection. So I think that's an opening the door right there. And I think then there's a walking through the door of connection, which is one, and um, Dallas Willard, you know, describes intimacy as shared experience, um, just very simply shared experience. And so, um, so when someone says, Hey, did you see the game last night? What they're really saying is, Hey, do you want to connect? Right. You know, Hey, have you, have you watched this movie or this show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And immediately we have a shared experience. Do you want to connect? And so when we hear those very casual things at times, it's the start of connection, which builds into intimacy over time. And so walk through those doors and yeah. linger in those foyers right. and then move to the t- kitchen table, you know, and watch what God can do in that when we are spiritually minded in those, not just it, it can start with the game or it can start with a show, but then it, it, we linger. We don't rush past that. We're like, how are, yeah. how are things? Like what we would do in a text, like, right. I was thinking about you this, how, how you been, yeah. you know, and just slowing, lingering. And so it's, opening the door and then walking through it when it's there. And uh, I think we'll see our own loneliness decrease and what a gift it is to, to be a part of that decreasing in someone else's life too. Yeah. Being known and loved and connected, you know. Well, and then again, in, in practice, right? The, the more we do something, hopefully the better we get at it or the more natural it becomes and we're not just always the one opening the door. Yeah. And then we're not always just the one walking through where somebody else has to open the door for us. Hopefully there's this, this practice and this growth and that there is, um, you know, a balance between your opening doors for others and your walking through open doors with others. I believe the principle of sowing and reaping 100% applies to this. 100%. Yeah. If you want community, sow into community. Yeah. You want to reap it, right? If you want grace, sow grace. You want love, show love. But then you got to receive it when it comes back, and you got to walk through those doors. But uh, that principle absolutely applies. And, um, and I think that's where I'd probably just call us to today <clears throat> is even if you find yourself in a void and you don't know where to start, God will feel fill every void start there 100 start there um and then come out of that time knowing how loved you are knowing how known you are by god um, that he is present with you in your time of need in your moment of loneliness um what whatever like he identifies with your pain um and and then move out of like okay i'm the victim jesus was the victim on my behalf I'm a victor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the transition we've got to make. And that's only going to happen by going first to the cross, but first going to Emmanuel, who has done all of that for us. Um, and then we come out as the victor and be like, okay, I can, I can reach out. I can step out. I can connect um, with people and yeah. not only be known, but actually be one who knows others 
you know, and, and forge community and connection that makes a difference in this world and is an opportunity to be a part of the reconciliation that God is doing in the world. Yeah. We are called ministers of reconciliation. And so, um, yeah, that's my encouragement that I would just probably leave it with today. Yeah, that's awesome. That the community that we build here, right? This community that we, that we forge here is, has eternal impact. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much more. There's so there much is, more yeah, and looking forward into this Advent season, there will be more opportunities uh, for us to talk through more of this and Emmanuel and God with us. And we're just happy that you're with us. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you for, for listening and, and for being part of the Fathom Beyond Sunday family, whether you're part of the Fathom fam here in person or whether you're, you found us online, we love you. We are, we're praying for you. We, we want to connect with you. So if you have questions, you can always email those questions to info at fathom.church. Um, and if you want to connect, if you want to know how you can how you can go deeper, you can text the keyword fathom to 97,000 and just follow the prompts and we'll, we'll connect with you. We hope you guys have a really great week. Thanks for coming back with us after Thanksgiving. And uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Nailed it.